coming up on Sandlot Sports. We discussed the upcoming NBA playoffs, the Kwame Brown interview, which got into Gilbert Arenas and Michael Jordan, and we reminisce about sports when we were in high school and what coaches could be doing better to prepare their players for the future. You know that drunk uncle that shows up to the basketball court and will draw and like score 15 out of the 21 points? Yeah. That's Ben. For one game. Yeah, that's <laughs> Ben. Yeah. That's Ben. Ben show up drunk. Throw 500 yards, four touchdowns. You'll dra- you'll you'll sign him off the waiver wire in fantasy football, and then he just <laughs> screws you the rest of the year. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Joe Nuff. And BJ Thomas. I'm pulling for the Knicks. I think we all are. I I will say this, guys, when we started this podcast, it was the day before the NBA started the regular season. And here we are now, still doing a weekly podcast on the eve of the the NBA playoffs. I think that's a win for us. I think we did. We made a season. Yeah. We made a a full professional season. How about that? Nice. Exactly. And we haven't (laughs) talked about tennis, golf, or any of that stuff. We did such a good job. Yeah, look at that. And we're seeing relevance. So that's a, that's a plus. So for for everyone who is listening to this, we're recording this on Tuesday, um, May 18th. It, the play-in tournament has just started with within the NBA. Indiana has sufficiently eliminated Charlotte. Survived. <laughs> Survived. It doesn't matter the score. I can't. They, they only had like seven available players. Yeah, maybe. So- I don't know who they're like... gonna. I don't know who they're gonna end up playing. I don't think they're gonna score 144 points again. Yeah. What no. if that was it? What if they just that was their most explosive game and now everything's a struggle? Like, <laughs> well, you know what? I I was I was still think that that team probably takes that as a victory. Absolutely. You know yeah. they they play their hearts out for their their coach that the, the team wanted to quit on just a couple of weeks ago. So I mean to me that that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I would think so. Hopefully that'll give him a second look. Maybe he's overcome a challenge with this team and might be able to move and, forward with them. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need that. Sometimes you just need to hit rock bottom and it's like, okay, guys, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. Let's just do this. Yeah. There's just a whole, there's too many times where the coaches don't survive rock bottom. They don't get down there to rebuild. You know what I mean? They'll make the rebuild. Well, there's a lot of times that players themselves don't, don't reach rock bottom. Yeah. I mean, and, and don't recover. I mean, there, there was an NFL running back right now that in his first two years in the league only had 1100 yards and now he's an all pro. Want to guess who that is? Yeah. Now I got to think. Uh, it's not Derrick Henry, is it? Yes, it is. Okay. I, I knew he had a rough start because of the quarterback situation. And then once they got the offense smoothed out, things were better. Yep. So His he first... was there when was he was there when Mariota was there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude only had uh, 490 yards his first his rookie year. I wonder what the difference is. Do you think they were going east and west with that option stuff with Henry, and now they're like, nope, up the middle. <laughs> well, I think it was. I think it's a confidence thing because he didn't really break out until he had that game against Jacksonville. No offense, Dorian. No, I'm not taking it. All, all, all offense. Don't take it. But yeah, he had that game. He had that run. And then it was just all downhill from there. Literally, just downhill. Yeah. yeah. Straight downhill. <laughs> so they still had Mariota on the roster then. It was just a matter of, you know what? I can do this. I have finally become comfortable in my position. Yeah, I just, I don't. I hate how the coaches don't get to see the rebuild. Like, honestly, it wouldn't have been kind of interesting to see what Chip Kelly could have done with all those draft picks and salary cap he freed up in Philadelphia. I think mm-hmm. it would have been fun for, for Cowboys fans. It would have been hilarious. I would have loved it. it absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I would have loved it. I would, man, I used to kill Eagles fans about Chip Kelly. Oh, it, it was wasn't, so fun. 
Chip Kelly's problem wasn't so much the roster. It was his scheme. It was his scheme of, I need to go fast on offense. I need to go faster. And my adjustment is I need to go even faster. Yeah. And in a 16 game season in the NFL, that shit just does not work. It doesn't work against that talent level. No. Somebody's going to force you to punt and you're going to be in trouble because your defense was just on the field. And that's what they were saying by week, week, like 12 or 13, the defense was done. I mean, just done. Cause you, we usually play the Eagles twice at the end of the year. So that's good for me. Yeah. So going back to the NBA and Dorian, I think you said that it would, nothing would stop the Lakers versus the Nets in the finals. I think there's an opponent that we forgot about. I think we forgot about father time. He always father father time is undefeated. Always, always, man. So, so is so is Braun back officially? He played I the past that, couple of games. Okay. Part of me right. believes that there is a certain. This is just how I think, anyways. A disclaimer, but that there's a certain group of players that don't want this playing tournament to be successful, so they don't really care if they're in it or not. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I forget who it was. Um, they 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 said, "What are your opinions on the playing tournament?" It's like, well, I, I'm not in it, so it's great. If I was in yeah. it, it'd be a different story. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, here's the thing. I think no matter who's in it, the fans are going to like it and that's going to be a problem for the players yeah <laughs> because it's i like it i think it's great i think it's I fantastic think it's yeah. and you know what i think tomorrow when the nba gets the ratings for the lakers versus the warriors oh, yeah. lebron versus steph they're going to be changed the, the players are going to be changing their tone because Absolutely. that's a shit ton of money they're going to bring them i want exactly. steph to, i want steph to beat them so bad Dude, oh yeah I'm I'm for the <laughs> so bad <laughs> I do, uh, man. My, my team in the playoffs though is the Knicks. I like what Julius Randle's doing. I was like Thibodeau until he broke Derrick Rose, but maybe he learned his lesson. Yeah. Well, and and that's been the big thing. And ironically, it's been because Derrick Rose went back to Tibbs that that team is better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it, it is. It isn't me, or does it seem as if Derrick Rose is passing better? It seems if he's making better sound decisions when passing uh, the ball. I mean, we're talking about Derrick. Did he ever not pass well? I, I mean, when he was Chicago, he didn't really pass at all, but. You know, and like you said, AK Father Time. You, you know, he's his his passes just seem different. It seems that he's more crisp. He's more like, okay, I'm the well, point guard. It seems like he wants to pass more now. Yeah, and that, that's the difference. When when he was coming up, when he was in his prime in Chicago, he was more of a scoring point guard, which was fine. That was what his game was. He was great at it. He got hurt. He tried to rush back. He got you know the criticism for not coming back sooner and all that kind of fun stuff. Now I think he knows that his shot is not the same as it was. He's on. Explosive as it was, but he's like, okay, I can pass now. But uh, didn't that kind of happen to uh, Jason Kidd too? Like, because Jason Kidd, when he first came into the league, he was, you know, uh, he could always pass, Jason, but he was Jason. Jason came in point guard and left point guard. Jason gained a shot. That's what he gained. Jason uh, yeah. like, shot is what he gained. He Jason was That's always true. passing the ball. Uh, he gained his three point shot or, uh, towards the last few years of his career and became yeah. even more of a problem because so he, he still get Magic he still get to the basket. Yeah, yeah. That was like Magic. Magic. His first what five years in the league, he couldn't shoot with shit, and then towards the end, he started like maybe that that series. I think that second series against Boston is when he start we start to see his shot uh, develop with um. Well, and you have to understand that the league back then, when Magic came in, don't forget game six of the finals when he was a rookie, he was playing center. Right. It was yeah. all big man. Right. And he transitioned big man to big man score mm-hmm. and big big man handle. And, and he was the catalyst for that. Absolutely. He's pretty impressive. Yeah. The best point guard of all time, without a doubt. Uh, I don't know. John Stockton leads in assists. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Let's thought experiment that. If magic didn't have magical parties for the games, 
would he have had more stats, more assists, more steals? Well, not not going into any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It keeps already with the bang. It's not even it's not even close to eleven o'clock. I don't know (laughs) why you would think you need to end the show now. If you were to end it now, we maybe we just shouldn't have started it. I mean, some people, uh, some people think that uh, that Bob Cousy is the best point guard. Which, again, I never seen him play, but I've, I've heard rumors of you know a lot of individuals who live back that time. It's like, oh yeah, have you seen Bob Cousy? Oh my God, the way that he was magical with the ball. I'm like, well, I saw clips, and you know, I didn't I think, see a lot of flash, but you know, I think Cousy was was one of the best pure passing point guards and there's a difference because you know and i think that's where stockton was he was a pure passing mm-hmm. point guard he could score but he wasn't looking to score mm-hmm. now there was cruzy magic was would do everything that's mm-hmm. that's why he had so many triple doubles because he would just do whatever he would whatever he was asked to do rose mm-hmm. is more of a scoring point guard mm-hmm. and there aren't many passing point guards now in the league i, I think that position kind of got extinct yeah it's not, it's not a product of the game unfortunately yeah. Yeah. Point, they turned the point guard into a shooter right. it's, it's not as fun to me i the lack of ball movement. I'm watching it right now in the Celtics Washington game. Oh God, I, I watched Ugh. the I watched the Boston New York game on Sunday as, as I was kind of cleaning around the house, and I saw zero not even ball movement. I saw zero movement. Mm-hmm. Like the ball would go into the post, it would go into Randall. He'd he'd have it do a couple dribbles, try to move, shoot a pack out to the point guard. The point guard would get it back to Randall. The other three guys would just stand there. I'm like, the, mm-hmm. what are we doing? What has this game become? You, but you guys wait. When it comes, I think the next international match that the U.S. has, they're going to get exposed, man. After a while, because what's going to happen is, and I think we had we talked about this in another segment, is that okay? Right now, the U.S. has all the athleticism. It's only a matter of time before those those French teams, those Spanish teams, that athleticism start to meet with that actual uh, with the actual movement of the game and the actual you know the, the flow of the game to where we're going to get exposed, just like how it happened in uh, in 2004 when we uh, we came in third place, I think, in the uh, medal round. I mean, we got exposed by Argentina. Oh, my god like fucking um manager nobly looked like the second coming of like european jordan or i mean not european but i should say south american jordan i mean he did it there was no shot that he couldn't take and uh who else i think it was that uh, was the olympics that vince carter uh had another one of the greatest of all times isn't it when he tomahawked over that french guy 24 yeah, yeah. uh yeah, uh, that was frederick, yeah, frederick weiss was it 04 where they frederick finished weiss. sixth didn't even medal no no oh four they came in third okay look, look they came in third it, it doesn't matter vince jumped over a giant <laughs> This is true. <laughs> and then almost punched KG in the face, which would have been like a side <laughs> bonus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, I don't know, man, like the the game today, it's, I'm getting worried because around the globe, these kids are learning the basics of how to play the game. And it's only a matter of time before that athleticism meets that. And it's going to be a problem, man. They're doing everything we were told not to do. They aren't making the extra pass. They don't follow their shot. They don't get back on defense. Like I don't, they're doing the opposite of everything we were told to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, even, I didn't even play like organized basketball. I was coached a little bit and then played, played in the streets and like gyms and stuff mostly. So, mm-hmm. but I knew that I, you were supposed to do that and nobody does it anymore. Dude, mm-hmm. if I, didn't do that i wouldn't play i mean my jump shot was and still is shit so if i didn't get back on defense if i didn't rebound if i didn't play play up tight i went in on the court and now it's like now it's like if you can't just jack up threes from anywhere on the court you just don't play yeah Yeah. it doesn't matter whether or not they go in you just gotta jack them up yeah it has to look pretty at least (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure you got your headband on properly before you take the shot yeah you, you, you got you got to do a couple crossovers and that's about it 
Exactly. Make sure you have yep. the armband. Yeah. You know. Step back. Step back. Step back. Yeah, step back. <laughs> step back. Step back. Step back. Three. <laughs> Shooting from the logo. <laughs> Hey, hey, how many like, times? Okay. How many times can you pump fake in a row before it's not a fake? Yeah, just, look, it's like Paul Pierce out there. Oh God! <laughs> well, I, now I had heard a rumor that the NBA is going to start looking at at the pump fakes and at the drawn drawn contact on just crap shots and start calling it on the offensive player starting next year. That's tough. The defensive yeah. player's got to stay straight up and down. If he's right. not straight up and down, then it's got to be on the defensive player. So. Absolutely. That's my opinion. I, I, if we're gonna still play basketball, otherwise I don't know what the hell we're doing. Like, I just, right. Right. exactly. The defensive so, player can't be coming forward into into the shooter. Otherwise, right. the shooter well, should be able to take advantage of that. When when Paul Pierce played, it was pretty common that he would pump fake, pump fake, pump pump fake. The defender would go straight up, and he would lean into them yeah. to get his shot off, and they would call a foul on the defender. I that's the crap they're trying to get right. Get, I could understand yeah. if they call an offensive foul on that. Yeah, now. that's what they're trying After to get rid of. Chase, that's cool. But if the defender goes straight up and the shooter leans into him, then yeah, that, we can't do that. There's only one time that I saw that the ref called an offensive foul when the person pump fake and leaned into the uh, actual defender, and that was against LeBron James in the NBA playoffs. I think the first year against the Warriors, um, he was going up against. It was Draymond Green. I think it was, um, I forgot who it was, but LeBron James, he pump fake, but he's so strong. Like he literally moved the defensive player back. So it was, so it was an obvious offensive foul, yeah. but that's the first time I ever seen it called. Other than that, it always goes against the defender. Yeah. And that's James Harden's pretty much entire game. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, 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 and uh, traveling and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> step back, step back, step back step crossover, back. then another step back. Crossover, pump fake. If we're going to mention Mr. Travel, I'm going to mention the, the idiot comment I heard on um, ESPN. I think it was yesterday. So th- there was wait, a comment. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, before we call James Harden, Mr. Idiot Travel, let's remember who got the game changed to make it okay to travel, Mr. LeBron James. Mr. Three strides to the basket from the three-point line. Now now we're not traveling anymore. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Pick, pick the ball up at half court and finger roll from the free throw line. Nobody gives a shit. Do whatever you want. You sell shoes. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, pretty much. So this commentator on ESPN, who used to be a boxing commentator, but now has a show, has a, has a daily show. I'll let you guys figure out who that is. Said that um, James Harden would win NBA Finals MVP this year. And I was like, that is probably the dumbest thing I've heard. And probably a week on the show. He's one of those guys that just picks the side of a point and argues it. So, like, he's going to have to say, like, I don't know, what, like 40% bullshit a year. Like, it's just he has to pick a losing side and just be stupid at some point to sell to sell TV spots and shit. It's just yeah. and, and that's why we've got our podcast and we're not on TV because we refuse to do that. Yeah. And, and also, too, you got to think, too, a lot of these commentators, they're arrogant to the point to where they're like, you know what? I'm going to take the worst point and I'm going to say it over and over again to make people believe it. Hey, if you say a lie enough times, people will start to believe it. I mean, has anybody paid attention the last five years? Like, God damn it. Oh. So maybe that's what they're doing. They just get up there and spout crap off because they know if they say it enough, people are going to buy into it and watch well, the show. And that's the thing that I've been telling people is this crap has not been going on for five years. That This crap has been going on for 20 years in the sports world where you just have a hot take, completely uneducated at the topic. And if you just say it enough, people will start to believe it. And it's bled into everywhere else. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, we've been seeing this for 20 years since Herb Street's been doing game day on ESPN. So uh, Yeah, but those, so, those are just stupid analysts. Like, 
we're talking about like PTI. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, not PTI. What's the other one? Around the, the Horn. First take is, is really bad. No, I'm talking yeah. about the one we're skipping Stephen A. What was their show? Oh, Undisputed. Oh, oh no. You talk about First Take, First Take, First Take. First Take? Yeah, that was yeah, the beginning take. of the end. Yeah. Whenever First Take came on the air, that was the beginning of the end. Because before that, ESPN was just about sports and sports stories, not so much opinion. Right. Like opinions was left for the sports reporters on Sunday morning before the football stuff. Which was a great mm-hmm. show. Was, was a great, great show. show because mm-hmm. you went there to listen to their opinions and it was okay. Now mm-hmm. it's so it's like everything else in the world. It's so much less factual and just all this hyperbole and absolutely uh, horseshit. Yep. And then the sports horseshit. reporters uh, and the sports reporters like their opinions and their decisions on things were sound decisions. You could tell it thought went into it, right? Yes. And you could tell, okay, that makes sense. Compared to now, it's it's just crazy. Well, because the thing with the sports reporters is they would give their opinions on, on different topics, and then they would each have a segment at the end where they mm-hmm. would have like a full long-winded story that was researched, that was developed yep. over time, that wasn't just, can I pump this out tonight with watching highlights and w- what I think? It's like, no, here's my, here's fact one, two, and three. Here's why I believe what I believe. And mm-hmm. that type of journalism, not just sports journalism, but that journalism as, as a whole is gone. It doesn't mm-hmm. sell. People no. are too... People, the general public is too stupid to understand differing opinions. Yeah, nuance is dead. Nuance and logic. is completely dead. Logic. Logic has just flown out the window. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if it's right as long as it's my team is right. Yeah. And again, and that, we've, we've politics, seen this in sports. Sports. Yeah. yeah. It's seen it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I mean, how how many times did, did we hear a fan defend Larry Nasser? For Michigan State. How many times do we hear our fans defend Art Bryles from, from Baylor? You know, as crazy as that sounds now, we heard it because it was their team. Yeah. 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 And it's oh, it's yeah. yeah, it really is. Like, there's no way you, you can defend Art Bryles, but they were the comments that I was reading. I was like, wow. Like, it, uh, it's, dude, they yeah. still defend Zach Smith to this day in Columbus. Yeah. 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 If, if you ask somebody who lives in Columbus, Ohio, what their thoughts on Zach Smith are, they will say that the, the media railroaded him and it was all a made up story to get rid of Urban Meyer. Wow. Yep. That's the guy that beat the crap out of his wife a few times, wasn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. The details and of that, they got, they got text messages. They got text messages between the two wives, Urban Meyer's wife and Zach Smith's wife. Doesn't matter yeah. to these people. Doesn't matter because it's their team involved and they will defend their team to the end. You know, at one point, when does sports get cut off and then you realize the the humanization of a person? Like, regardless if this person's on your team or not, this person assaulted someone close to him, which is horrible. However, also, too, it's like by you defending that person, it shows a lot about your character. And the people don't think, what if it was your daughter, right? What if it was your mother, your sister who was in that predicament? Would you say, you know what? Fuck all that. He's he's a coach in our team. And like like one comment I saw was, hey, we shouldn't interfere in coaches' personal life. Really? Like he's beating his wife. Like what example? Even when you go to these they're supposed to be leaders of men. Absolutely. Like absolutely. You're supposed to be held to it's the same thing with police officers and firefighters. Like you take those jobs, you subscribe to a different moral code. If you can't live up to it, get a restaurant job like the rest of us. Get some tables, you know, serve stupid customers, do all that. Yeah, but military, you just coaches. Teachers, you're held to a different high, standard. It's, it's a different standard, and it comes yeah. with the territory. That's part of the why it, re, it requires more training. That it requires a college degree. It requires professionalism and patience. That's why you get paid more. And if you can't 
deal with it, then just get get out because right. you're giving everybody else a bad name. But how, how many times have we seen it? I mean, not not just domestic abuse, but also just abuse of power just in general. Bobby I can't Petrino. believe I can't believe the Greg Hardy thing. Like he threw oh, his yeah. girlfriend on a bed of loaded AK-47 or loaded assault rifles, period. I don't know what the, the make and model was, but loaded assault rifles. He gets a chance with the Cowboys. The Cowboys find him to be still too unstable. And they're like, no, we're good. Yeah. And then the MMA is like, he likes to beat people. Let's let him beat people. Yeah. Why? Why are you giving a chance? A guy that has assault problems, like yeah. a chance we to don't- hold. A chance because to own his craft. It, it doesn't make me money if I fix the problem. Oh my god! I mean, Alden Smith had a job up until a year or so ago, and that dude, like, is literally mentally unstable. Like, he needs serious psychiatric help, and no one cared because it was, "What can he do for me on the field? If I can just keep him sane during the year, he can help me on the field." You're just mad your team's not good enough to attract the criminals. <laughs> that's what it is. I felt like that was a cowboy shot right there. That's how I felt. AK <laughs> was like, "No, nah, you can have that one, <laughs> dude." My coach is talking about bringing live lions on the field and having a crap on the field during practice. So, <laughs> hey, I'm wait. I still want him to eat kneecaps. I need him to eat kneecaps. <laughs> I, I texted a friend today. Is do the players know that he's insane? If not, when will they find out? <laughs> that rah rah shit doesn't work in the NFL. It works like the first few weeks until they realize you're full of shit and you can't coach. And then it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Jim Harbaugh how that works. It works great in college for the most part. It does not work with paid athletes. It doesn't work in Michigan. No, well, I'm just talking about Jim Harbaugh, period. Like that, that route, it, it fades on people. Once you've been coached by a T-ball coach, you don't need any more T-ball coaches. You hope to advance to the next level. Not right. the same T-ball coach when I'm 25. And that's the thing with Harbaugh is if you've noticed, like after his about, I think his second or third year, all that rah-rah stuff, all, all the explosiveness on the sidelines disappeared. And that's when it got weird. That's when it got weird because I don't think, I don't think that's truly him. No. But just my personal opinion, this is just me talking i think after the 2016 game against ohio state and after that year when he blew up at the iowa game he they should have won the ohio state game and his father had a heart attack just a couple months after that ohio state game i think he realized i can't be like this anymore and he's trying to tone it down some and it's just not who he is sometimes your time just passed and like there are no more software updates for you maybe you should just start doing a TV. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you just you cannot use an iPhone six anymore. You just can't. No. And, and nothing against him. He, he's he's a great person. He's a really good coach. Th- this season is going to determine whether he survives in Michigan or not. But I think yeah. I think he's just kind of he's lost the fire of coaching. I know I've said that before. And it's just I think that circumstance in 2016 really wore on him and we're seeing the effects of it now and i don't think if you lose your fire coaching college football i don't think going to the nfl is going to bring it back because that's just a business that's that that's the ringer right there well and that's any profession if you lose the fire for that profession regardless of where you're working you're not going to want to do it anymore well what i'm saying is is college is more about the football it's definitely a business and it's definitely the money but it's more about the football more people that just like football probably watch college football but like the business of the nfl is the grind and i just don't know if if you lose it you're not going to regain like if they offer him a job and he takes it i don't think he's going to regain his love for football you mean he's gonna be like phil jackson building an nfl team like you're 
it's tough. It's tough. And I, I think if we didn't have fantasy football, if fantasy sports didn't exist, I think college football would be vastly superior in ratings to the NFL. Probably. I, I think the only reason why the NFL is as successful as it is now is because people have to tune into every single game to watch the fantasy players. Yeah, that's true. Money's on the line. Yeah. And, and BJ, yeah. I, I'm sure you're, you're the same. You wouldn't watch a Cincinnati game, but if you had Joe Burrow, I'm sure you'd watch. Well, there, there's certain players that I'll watch regardless, even before fantasy football. Like if it's a good, like I always watch Adrian Peterson before, before I got into fantasy football. Fair I enough. I, I like Adrian. So there's certain players, but as a whole, as in general, you're probably correct. I wouldn't watch as many games, but there's just certain people you got to look at. Adrian Peterson was must-see TV for the first eight years of his career. Yes. Yeah. Must-see TV. You just didn't know what he was going to do. Even if he had a bad game, there was something awesome about it. Yeah, I, I still remember the his last game in college when he was at Oklahoma and he was playing Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. First of all, one of the best games I've ever seen. But when it was in overtime and Oklahoma got the ball first, scored a one play. Adrian Peterson, 25-yard run. And the announcer said the best. That didn't take long because with the Peterson, it didn't take long for him to get to the end zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was awesome. He, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can think of a more complete running back. Yeah, it, Emmett he, wasn't the receiver that, that Peterson was. You'd be surprised. I watched a lot of Emmett Smith highlights. He had a lot of a lot more catches than you remember. A lot more catches. Matter of fact, when he broke his shoulder in that New York game, he did a lot of damage in the receiving game. That, 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 the receiving. Oh, so uh, would you say that Adrian Peterson is a better catch out of the backfield than Barry Sanders? Yes. Barry didn't get the opportunities. Fair enough. Yeah, and – and Barry never got the opportunities from the one yard line either. That was that was a big thing when he was playing is that he'd get him down to the one or two yard line and they'd give him to the fullback or they would try to have you know Dave Craig throw a two yard touchdown pass and Barry just got frustrated um, with it. Yeah, I I remember reading something about that to where um, it was a it, it was a play designed for uh, Barry, but then they called an audible or something and they and they tried to throw it to Herman Moore and it got intercepted or something. I guess it was it was just the Eagles or something and Barry went like like ballistic on the sidelines. Not to the point where he's fighting people where he's just kind of like I can't do well, this shit no more. If if Barry Sanders is animated, something's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. you never really knew what was going on with him. He just scored a touchdown, flipped the ball to the ref, and take off back to the sideline. Yeah. Right. So when, when he was upset, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. I met a team doctor at work for the Detroit Lions. He was there when Billy Sims was there. Oh wow. But he got to meet players from later generations and he got to meet mm-hmm. Barry Sanders. And so I said, look, is what they say about his thighs true? And he goes, I've never seen a tighter pair of jeans. <laughs> I was like, there you go. I just had to know because they say Barry's got some big old thighs. And he was like, yep, He's like, they are some big thighs. Was it Otis uh, Otis Smith that's still spinning from the New England Patriots? That was bad. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had a couple nasty ones against the Cowboys, too, I saw in a highlight reel not too long ago, mm-hmm. where he got right into traffic. I think there's like six of the defensive players in this pile, and he just pops out and takes off. Yeah. Dang it, Barry. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was something special. Yeah, he was, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your team wasted him. Yep. We're, we're known for that. No. Sad. <laughs> You're robbing our generation of talent, generations before us and generations after us. And, and that was always the question when we were growing up. If you put Barry Sanders on the Cowboys and Emmett Smith on the Lions. We can't talk about you... that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't yeah. talk about that. Because you know, Barry did everything he had without an offensive line. So I'm not sure it would have mattered. Barry on the Cowboys or even the Niners. Oh, man. If Barry, if Barry didn't go backwards, so, you know, Barry Sanders had like 1,500 negative yards, right? Yeah. He would have he been ahead of 
Emma Smith anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because and, and Barry's problem is that he kept trying on every play to mm-hmm. to make something special because he knew he, he had to. No, because yeah. he had to. There was no other option. It was either I get in the end zone now or down 14. Mm-hmm. So on plays that Emmett would get, you know, one, zero, negative one, Barry would lose five. Emmett used to get one yard carries. Nobody touched him for four yards. Well, some, sometimes he had to like, you know, punch it in from the one. If he tripped in the backfield on <laughs> Troy's foot, then he was like, yeah. <laughs> But no, there, I, there's an Emerson highlight reel I posted on my Facebook page, and I was watching that. And it, geez, he was a master at making people miss. And uh, during a documentary I watched about him, he always stiff armed the upfield arm because mm-hmm. that means you can't wrap up. And I once I watched that highlight, you see how much he did it. Just slid that up, slid that off arm on the upfield arm. Can't grab them. And, and it makes you wonder why that technique isn't taught. But then again, it's not flashy. Why don't we just break down and shake and juke and try to lose them instead of doing something that's tried, oh, it, proven to work? It always annoys me. Always annoys me when I see a receiver catch a slant route at seven yards. He needs 11 for a first down. Catches it at seven and goes the defender goes, goes back to or he sees the defender. And instead of just like putting his head down, getting ahead of steam and just knocking him forward for the other three or four yards that he needs, he tries to juke and he's tackled it after eight yards. Let's I'm like, dancing. what are you doing? Yeah. Put your head down, put your shoulder into him and go. Well, honestly, I think the technique that Emmett has, you can't really be afraid for people to touch you. And I think a lot of people are taught not to let people touch him. Yeah. Well, is, isn't that the Jacksonville mentality right now is in practice, don't touch Trevor? Probably. Probably. <laughs> that defense ain't be able to find them anyways. <laughs> yeah, man, we man, we're a long way to go. Man. This is one of this is one of those things where you can jump on the bad wagon to try to take the sting out of it. It's happening all year. I mean, I mean <laughs> what am I going to do? You guys, like, I have a, I don't have a choice in the matter. Like, no, you just my, get, you got to get a fork. The coach, <laughs> the coach. I mean, I mean, the coach has a court. Well, not even a quarterback, but someone who tried to play quarterback, and he's signing him as a third string tight end and he's planning on putting him in packages there's nothing you guys can say that's gonna make me feel anything like there's nothing else i can say i, I, think, I tried I to think, defend this ever and now there's nothing you can defend because this every might time people say something hmm? this might be the most offensive form of white privilege dorian's encountered this year and that's saying something <laughs> that might be saying something this is 2021 i'm talking about here. so dude man like it's it's nothing i can say and people are like you're you're a jaguars fan right no yeah you are what the fuck is up with your, your coach i'm like dude i yeah. don't know like, tim I tebow mean, is, is a bigger example of white privilege than the sam darnold <laughs> damn <laughs> Damn. It, it is, man. And then on top of that, too, it's like, bro, like, okay, like, we talk about distractions, right? We haven't heard anything about the the practices that the Jaguars been doing with the rookies or anything. It's been Tebow this, Tebow that, Tebow this. We don't even know if he can catch the ball. Uh, apparently, when he has workouts, they're not allowing cameras. If you're not allowing cameras because he's working out, that means he's fucking sucks. There's something wrong. Or, or what if it's the genius of Urban Meyer to bring Tebow in and take the pressure off Trevor Lawrence? Well, okay, I've heard that. I've heard that from multiple places that that's by design it's it's the design to bring tebow in you have everyone distracted by them and you don't you don't watch trevor and i'm like if if your quarterback can't handle the pressure of the media right. don't be an nfl quarterback Absolutely. hey i will give him this though like he's just maximizing every potential every ability so he's trying to give him the most time to not be stressed out by the media and do that so if that's the case i'm down with that strategy okay you're going to be stressed out by the jacksonville media <laughs> 
for a team that went one in fifteen last year. I want his I want his head I want his head in the books. So if if they can keep him kind of the second story, third story for the whole offseason, it would be a genius job by the coaching staff. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence isn't affected by the media. He's been on a national championship team. Yeah. So what does it matter? It just makes his job easier. It's just one thing he doesn't have to deal with. Well, that, and that's the thing. I, I would buy that if the head coach wasn't also new. Because at the end of the day, it's all going to be Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer. I don't know and, if there's many better manipulators than Urban Meyer. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'm pretty sure it's true. You you think he's more of a uh, manipulator than Bill Belichick? I just said, uh, you're. we always talk about this. You got to take the unicorns out. You can't include the unicorns. Okay. You got to take, the, you gotta take <laughs> the best and the worst and throw okay. them out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, in that no, case, you there, right. And, and yeah. I did say there aren't many. So that means that says there are some. So. Yeah. But he's a manipulator. he's a manipulator. He manipulated <laughs> he manipulated uh, his way out of Florida, manipulated his way out of Ohio State without getting tied up in the Zach Smith shit, and he manipulated his way into the Jaguars. And maybe he's manipulating us with the Tebow signing. Never know. Yeah, all this is assuming that he can coach a quarterback. I haven't seen it. I, that's the thing. I I've yet to see him coach a traditional quarterback that can throw the ball. D- he had Chris Leak for a while, didn't he? Yeah, okay, he a traditional quarterback, but he got his coaching before Urban showed up. Yeah, he was. I believe he was a senior in Urban's first year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and and if the crown jewel of your quarterback tutelage is Chris Leak, <laughs> you know, Chris Leak was unfortunate. I think. If he didn't have to deal with Ron Zook, he would have had a better chance. This is true. I, so I, I feel like he was shortchanged on his his shot. Yeah, but isn't he like 5'11", too? So I think I think he's Yeah, that doesn't help either. He was shortchanged in a bunch of different areas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's still won an extra championship. Yeah. Dude, splitting time, yeah. doing the Tua thing. Yeah. No, the, the Tua thing, it would have been if like Tebow had just come in for the fourth quarter. They oh, were splitting a series in, in the game itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, never going to – you're never going to tell me two quarterbacks – is a good idea. I mean, the old saying is true. If you have two two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So with Alabama winning, so when they won the, the national championship with Tua and with Hurt, would you I don't, say I don't that- count that as two quarterbacks. I no, okay. because they, they were it, that was Hurts the entire year, yeah. and then he couldn't do shit against Georgia. So Saban just like you know what, you can't do anything. I've got to try something. But mm-hmm. two were in and two were in game. And if you remember, the following year, two were started over Hertz. And that's why Hertz left because he knew he was getting playing time. Can't blame him. No. And that's why I do like the transfer portal rule is, you know, you've got four games to play to figure out kind of where you stand in the team. And mm-hmm. if you're not getting the play time you want or whatever, just you can put your name in the portal. It, it gives more, more power to the players when these coaches can leave at any given moment. I never liked that committing to a coach in a program where the coach is like, no, I'm going to the NFL. Yeah. I want to be here. I don't <laughs> I'm curious. Talking, speaking of transfer portals, I'm curious how McKenzie Milton is going to do at FSU. If he if he's right, look out for them because that that kid is talented. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's yeah, he he's solid. It's just I'm thinking of. Um, so you lead me to believe that yeah. the the quarterback from UCF can transfer to FSU, and we're supposed to be worried about them after being garbage for the last two years. <laughs> well, who was the quarterback for Florida State the past two years? No, 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 no. It's not the quarterback. It's the rest of the team. That's the problem yeah. like what are they going to do and be able to do shit well okay i i will say this i don't see them competing against clemson but i see them beating boston college and north carolina and the other the also rans within the acc they're gonna get their ass whooped by florida okay so they'll finish nine and three still right. a hell of a lot better than they finished last year right but here's the deal if you keep getting your ass whooped by florida that's a good way to get fired i don't know just as jim harbaugh hasn't been fired yet oh but this is the big boys <laughs> down here this is the sec we play real football <laughs> we play real football <laughs> 
Right. Um, who's uh who, who's going to be the starting quarterback for Florida this year? Who, who's placing uh trash? You know, I haven't seen yet. I haven't even looked. I haven't projected that far into the future. Let's see if we can uh, do some research. Well, didn't they have a backup that came in for, uh, for a couple of games last year? I seem to remember that, that they had someone that came in when Trask was, was hurt. I can't remember. The COVID seasons were a little weird for me. Yeah, and, and that's in, in all sports. It's hard to watch a game without a crowd. Well, that's going to be the thing, you know, because we're starting to kind of lift the mask mandates. Emory so Jones. I'm wondering. Emory Jones. Is Emory Jones. Yep. He had the 32 passes last year. Well, he's been in the system for a couple of years, so let's see. And as much as I don't like him, Dan Mullen seems to be a good quarterback coach. You don't like Dan Mullen? I, something about him just rubs me the wrong way. I, I, I can't describe why, but he seems to be a really, really good quarterback coach. I mean, look what he did I with that. I feel like you want to call him douche, but you don't want to call him a douche. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. I got you. So, but he, he he's he, one of those guys that wears those like those fishing gear shirts out to dinner. You know, the ones with the flap in the back. Yeah, I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he wears those out to dinner with his uh with his boat shoes with no shot socks and his stinking ass feet and his wraparound Oakleys. Yep, wraparound Oakleys. And you know a mullet has graced that cranium at one point or another. You can probably bet twenty bucks that he's got a pitcher standing next to an IROC Z about thirty years ago. <laughs> All right, we jumped on Dan Mullen enough. He's a he's a good coach though. I'm happy he's yeah. with the Gators. That's for sure. He's better than and, West uh, Champ. And he coached up my other quarterback too, so that's a good thing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he when he was at Mississippi State, he did well with Dak. Did right. You know, and, and he did well with with uh, Franks when Franks was was still at Florida. Look what he's done with Trask. So I mean, he hey the quarterback that came in after uh. Dak was decent too. I can't think of his name. Was oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he did good too. Nick something is it Nick Costello? No. Transfer? No. No. Nick Costello was there when he came came there with Leach. Oh okay. Well, and and that was funny because he had that one great game against LSU in the first game of the season, and then just kind mm-hmm. of fell apart because that kind of offense doesn't work in the SEC. So Emory. I'm looking at Emory Jones' highlight. He seems solid, man. Well, and and anyone's going to look solid as long as you're competent. So, like, the three of us couldn't be in there. As long as you're competent as, as a Gator quarterback with that system and those weapons, it's like an Alabama quarterback. Just don't screw it up. Uh-huh. I, can, I can toss the ball five yards. <laughs> Throw it at the Devontae yeah. Smith and let him run. <laughs> no, I'm pulling the Rex Grossman, baby. I'm just going to check it out <laughs> and hope that they can fucking pull it down. <laughs> if it's not there, fuck it. Throw it long. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth and one on the three-yard line. I'm going deep. <laughs> <laughs> throws, in, throws into the second deck. Jeez. Oh, pulling the Pete Carroll. Fourth and one. Oh, I'm throwing this bad boy. I'm not oh, giving it. No, no, see, see. He didn't do it on fourth and one. He did it on second and one because you know, oh. gotta keep the, the the defense off balance. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but going oh, back to, to what BJ said, that was mm-hmm. Belichick just out coaching the other coach because mm-hmm. when if y'all remember that sequence, you had that crazy catch. Oh, I can't remember the, the guy that caught it, like bounced it off his legs and whatnot, caught it on the sidelines. Nobody called timeout. Nobody challenged the catch. They ran uh, beast mode. The very next play got it to the one. Again, didn't call timeout, didn't reset. And that's Belichick. He knew mm-hmm. his players knew what was going on. And it mm-hmm. freaked out the Seahawks because they were like, well, why aren't they calling timeout? What? And they were so confused. And, and Carroll was confused too. He was like, well, let me do this because at least if it's uh, incomplete, I can take a I can take a breath. Uh, no, 
I don't like it. Go the gotcha there. I I, I completely one, agree. Fourth yeah, and one in every other situation is beast mode, and you freaked out and threw it. Like that makes no yeah. sense to me. Yeah, because if, if you freak out and go to beast mode, at least you did what got you there. You know, like, right. like yeah, you dance with the girl <laughs> that brung you. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like holy crap! I, I was just exactly. remember sitting there watching that game, and you won't catch me with my mouth hanging open too much. I was just stunned. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. why? What are we doing here? Yeah, there yeah. are a few plays in Super Bowl history that I've watched and went, what the fuck just happened? There was that one. There was the yeah. helmet catch, which, by oh, yeah, the way, the was... catch was great, but the, the escape was better. Yeah. Escape was better. Throw was terrible. Catch was great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The Mario Manningham catch from Eli a couple years that later. Perf- that was a perfect throw to redeem him for the helmet catch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They didn't um, look like Manningham caught it until the replay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew he caught the ball, but I didn't think he was in bounds. And then they showed it. And I was like, oh, tiptoe. That mm-hmm. and the element catch against the Falcons. Helmet catch. Yeah, when, when element like caught it between three Falcons, juggled oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was, was huge. Nice. So just talk, speaking of the Patriots, uh, you think uh, this season Brady's going to go up and, and hang some – some points against the Patriots. Hell yeah. It's uh, it sounds like he's motivated. Yeah. Like I heard the interview and he's it sounds like he really wants to hang a, a half a hundred on him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can see him doing it. Oh man, I can see him doing it. I can see him like looking at Bell check like he might not even get to play the Patriots. He's got to make it past the Cowboys defense. You, you think wow. he's gonna get hurt? Wow, nobody laughed. <laughs> the joke was that bad. <laughs> So, so by not laughing, by not laughing, you're indicating you believe the Cowboys' defense will be good. Thanks for the confidence booster, guys. Appreciate it. I'm just confused that BJ wants to wants to put a body bag count on Brady in Week One. <laughs> I know. I would do that. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. He's got enough Super Bowls. We don't need any more of this shit. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I've seen enough of them. Are you trying to put a bounty on Brady? Bounty. Look, look, look. You you can never win too much for yourself, but everybody around you might think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man! Well, and and as we started the show, Follow Time is undefeated. Brady's putting putting up a good game against him though, but eventually Father Time is going to win. Father Time and HGH started a battle a few years ago, and I I don't think Father Time's winning. No, and here's here's. Here's the fat, the bad thing with a quarterback. Once you lose it, you lose it fast. Yeah, that yeah. elbow and shoulder just disappear. I mean, we yeah. we all remember what happened with Marino in his last game. I know Dorian does. <laughs> Man, that, that that was that was hard to watch because Marino for me has been one of my favorite quarterbacks, and it was just like. It was painful. No. Yeah. It was just painful to watch. It was hard <laughs> to watch Peyton Manning when he became a Bronco and he pulled the Super Bowl out of his ass. Yeah. Dude. He almost pulled two. Yeah. I was like, oh, two. like every time he threw the ball, I was like, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about this, and uh, even when, when Peyton Manning, when he would, you could tell like his receivers knew, okay, anything more than 10 yards, you're stretching it. Right? So it's, it's a, a lot it's, of slants. It's a 50 50 ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's basically, hey, hey, I've got a 20-yard route. Okay, I'm just a decoy. That's why Demarius yeah. Thomas did so well. That Peyton's like, get me a giant. They're like, done. <laughs> but it's oh, not weird. just Peyton and, and Marino. It was Breeze. This past year, Breeze was the same way. When he lost yeah. it, he just lost it. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to watch. Yeah. Even you know the blacksmith up there in Green Bay with Favre. When, yeah. when he went to the Jets, he was done. And Phillip Rivers, geez, if anybody gets any pressure on him, he just looks like stiff. Just stiff. Yeah. He's still got arm. He's still got yeah. the arm, but his ability to move somewhere to use his arm is diminishing. Yeah. So like, if he's not behind a top five offensive line, he better hang it up. 
Well, he's tired yeah. from chasing all the damn kids. Golly. Yeah. I'm surprised they, I'm surprised they have lower back problems picking him up. Yeah. 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 And, and even even Big Ben, like watching him, I'm like, uh, you're not the same Big Ben. <laughs> You were a couple of years ago, but he's still trying. Ben's one of those guys, like, you know, that drunk uncle that shows up to the basketball court and will draw and like score 15 out of the 21 points. Yeah. That's ben. for one game. Yeah. That's <laughs> Ben. Yeah. That's Ben. Ben show up drunk, throw 500 yards, four touchdowns. You'll draft, you'll, you'll sign him off the waiver wire in fantasy football. And then he just screws <laughs> you the rest of the year. Yeah. Ben is turning to Uncle Rico. It's Man. like, you know, was it Brewster's Milliams? Like, I, I got three innings in me. I don't have one that. I got three innings. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. But it's, uh, I was going to say, just imagine how shell shocked the Buck fans are going to be if something happens to Brady and Kyle Trask has to come in. Not saying that Trial Cast, uh, Trask won't be able to come in and do something because he's, he's young enough. They're just but back to like, whatever they've been. Are, are you back. implying that Mo Lewis 2 is going to happen? No, they'll just be back to whatever they have been the rest of their existence. <laughs> I, I don't think there'd be a better bookend and somebody knock Brady out in like week two. Trask comes in, takes over his job, and Brady never plays again. <laughs> oh, even better. They knock Brady out, and uh, Trask comes in and just like picks up how Brady did for Budso. Wouldn't that be nuts? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 that'd be nuts. That'd be absolutely nuts. That'd be crazy. <laughs> absolutely nuts. And Bruce Arians, he seems like type to where he's going to go with the hot hand. Like, yeah, I know what you can do, but he's doing it for me now, so I'm, I'm going to need you to sit this one out. Look, I don't know how you ask a guy to come to your team. He wins you a Super Bowl, and then he's playing bad. You tell him to sit down. You eat that season, and you ask him to retire. That's what you do. You don't You don't sit time Brady for some other dude. This is yeah, see, the, there's the difference between, okay, Bledsoe, not only was he out for most of the season anyway, but he hadn't really won. He was yeah. talented, but he didn't win. Brady yeah. came there, won you a Super Bowl, so you give him the respect. Well, I fully yeah. believe this. Like, free agents in, in – uh, other players and coaches they look at how you treat your best players now how you treat the best player of a generation is going to speak volumes like Mm -hmm. you have to do certain things and you if brady's playing bad you might have to eat a whole season of him playing bad well and they said that that's what happened what happened in in new england is belichick would tear into him like the first day of of training camp Mm -hmm. and guys would go oh shit if he can tear into brady he'll tear into me and it would set the tone for training camp absolutely so do you so do you guys think that Belichick purposely tried to sabotage Brady by not giving him uh, the weapons that he needed? No. It's easy, but it doesn't help. Belichick's getting older too, and if he wants to do this, that's just throwing a season away, and I don't I don't think that. Yeah, I, I think smart. it's just. I, I still say this. I think Coach Belichick is there until he wants to leave. I think GM Belichick is on the hot seat. Yeah, because GM Belichick has had a poor track record of talent evaluation, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. I mean, when you have one of the greatest of all times, if not the greatest, it makes up for a lot of mistakes. But when you take them out, then you realize where all those mistakes are. Exactly. His first couple of Super Bowls, he was working with like nothing. Nothing. I mean, that's a super insult to Troy Brown. and. But, I mean, you've had Troy Troy Brown and who else? Donald Gibbons. Gibbons. David Gibbons. Deion Branch. One of them. Deion Branch. (laughs) We're in school with Donald Gibbons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Deion Branch. Um, Who was there? Corey Dillon. Running back. Yep, Corey Dillon, Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk, who else? Uh, Christian Fournier, I think, um, was the tight end before Aaron yeah, Hernandez and Gronk. Yeah, I, I hear um, New England New England t- tight end, I think, Ben Coates and Gronk Hernandez. And the, there, there is no in-between. 
<laughs> Fair enough. But he was on the Chiefs. Yeah, that was pretty much it that I knew. Oh, no. No, no, no. Watson. Yeah. Ben yeah, Watson? Ben yeah, Watson. He was there yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Ben Coates was before Ben Watson. So that was yes. like late 90s. Yeah. Then, yeah. Ben Coates yeah, was there for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, yep. Drew Bledsoe, right. Because he wore those ugly Patriot outfit outfits. Those oh, ugly, the, ugly ones. The, the, the pure like white ones with the... No, the blue and silver. The, the oh, blue right. jerseys, the new blue jerseys they made in the late 90s. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So so he was able to pull out those Super Bowls with a cast of I won't call them nobodies because they're in the NFL. So but a cast of individuals who weren't all pro. I'll 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 say that. Well, I mean all the groceries are in the grocery store, right? So we can just call them bottom shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I, I noticed watching that Boston and New, uh, New York a couple of days ago was Boston just didn't care. They they sat the top seven of the rotation. And the guys that played could still play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not the superstars of, of the NBA, but they're still have a lot talented. And then ninety eight percent of the of the population. So right. just because you're not like yeah. top shelf, you're still pretty damn good to be there. Absolutely. Russell, Russell so, Westbrook so- just dunked on somebody and then forearmed his teammate in the face. Well, so <laughs> Yeah, Alex Len, yeah, just chopped him. You know how excitable he is. You better get away. Oh, oh, he slapped him in the face, right in the eye. Sorry, I love Russell. Yeah, I do too. So, effort all the time. Go ahead, Dorian. You were gonna say something. I was no, I was um looking at the game. But I was gonna say so. So those Patriot um Super Bowls, right? The the earlier ones. So who do you credit for the offense? Like, does it go to Bill Belichick? Does it go to Charlie Weiss? And who was it? I think I think it was well, Charlie Weiss the first like three years, right? With the Charlie Weiss. Okay, so here's the thing. I've seen what Charlie Weiss has done when not under Belichick, and it's not pretty. Yeah. His offenses have been okay. His offense is okay at Notre Dame. The offense is okay at Kansas. Kansas? No. It's okay. No. But he, he was okay he, at Florida, right? He he was a physical coordinator at Florida, right? They, they gave for, it for a couple of years. For mm-hmm. a second. Yeah. For like a season. Uh who was the quarterback? Um number I can't think of the guy's name. Who who's the quarterback? The dude was back in like what? 2010, 2011. He was the uh, offensive coordinator for Florida. All I know is that he didn't handle any of it well. That's what we do know. Yeah. And where I was going with that was that I've seen what he does outside of Belichick. Not very well. You know, and and we've seen what other coaches have done from the Belichick tree outside of Belichick. And it's not pretty across the board. So I I give I give those those three Super Bowls in the early 2000s. That's all Belichick. That's all preparation. No, I'm just and BJ to your point. I'm I'm gonna. You said that he was good at Kansas. He was there three years and won six games. Point. Very good point. Yeah, and at Florida, he was under Will Muschamp. Boy, that's a desperation grab right there. <laughs> help me. Help me. Please help me. <laughs> Did he mistake him for a shark? <laughs> oh, oh man. Ooh, man. That was a rough period in Gator history right there. Oh, and thus reinforces my point. <laughs> oh. What is I'm, he surprised the, I'm surprised the Lions never hired him. Oh, we, we probably tried. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, I can't screw you guys up any worse than you already no, are. Just, yeah. <laughs> my work here is done, as Larry Bird wants it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't make this situation any more Charlie Weiss than it already is. So I, I, hate, I, I hated when him and Brody crawled over together. Or, no, it's his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's Brady, Brady Quinn. Quinn. Oh, Because yeah. it, it, they were supposed to be all this and that, and they never were all this and that. It's just it's actually yeah. fun to watch well anytime that notre dame is failing it's fun to watch oh, i love it oh yeah i think we covered this weeks ago but uh anytime yeah. you think you're better than everybody else and your contract is separate from everybody else you open yourself up to ridicule absolutely so i, I had a question for you guys 
you know, we'll, we'll go back to basketball. So somebody asked me the other day if Ben Wallace really deserved to be a Hall of Famer. And my response was, yes, he was one of the best defenders of a generation. Absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. My only caveat is he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame before Dennis Rodman. They just don't like Dennis. Yeah, they don't like Dennis. That's, that's all it is. I don't know if that's something that's going to be overcome because Dennis doesn't give a shit if they don't like him. No, he doesn't. He but doesn't. Which is why I like Dennis. <laughs> 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 but Dennis right. was was probably one of the best defenders of all time ever. Yeah, ever. Like and you Fred, can literally put him against anyone. Yeah, oh, he can go off position. He shut Shaq down. Yeah, well, and that's why I posted that that thing on our Facebook page the other day. Is like if if you're playing against LeBron and your team's up by one, who do you want defending him? Do you want Michael? Do you want Akeem? Or do you want Robin? Akeem's not fast enough. Yeah. Akeem, Akeem would be nice when LeBron gets to the basket. But other than that, he's outmatched. Mm. So it's got to be Dennis. And the funny thing is, Dennis is not much bigger than Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I think he was like six eight, six nine. That's what they list yeah. him at. But if you look them yeah. all standing next to each other, they aren't. There's not much difference in the three of them. Yeah, he might be like six seven. I think ten. Michael's the shortest out of the group, and I think mm-hmm. the other two are just slightly taller than him. And now, the body, yeah. the body weight difference isn't that significant. So, like, you got to think of what Dennis was overcoming with the people he's guarding: Carl Malone, Shaq. David Robinson, right. like he's overcoming great yeah. physical deficit with just effort. But yeah. even David Robinson said that Dennis Rodman is deceptively strong. He said, "No, he's strong. Like don't don't get it twisted. Like he can he can hold his own." And this came from you know David Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I still love the story that Michael uh, told during the thirty for thirty of the Last Dance when they mm-hmm. picked him up in in Vegas and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna run the alcohol out of you." Mm-hmm. And they did that the drill where kind of the team tries to catch up the the lead guy and Dennis was like lapping people (laughs) and Mike was like screw this I'm out (laughs) that's how you hold your liquor baby yeah, I mean. uh, he's like, screw this. But um, <laughs> it's funny. My, Michael's like, uh, he's like, I walked in there, I saw the bed. I'm not gonna tell you what was in the bed. Like, <laughs> like, you can just, imagine. You, sh- you should have shut up, Michael, because now we think something was in the bed. <laughs> something not normal, farm animal mixture of things. <laughs> oh man, I ought to be a fly on the wall, man. That would be <laughs> You'd be stoned out of your mind. <laughs> Or stuck to the wall for various fluids being all over the place. <laughs> Lacquer to a nightstand somewhere. Um, do, how do y'all feel about Tony Kukoc being nominated to go in the Hall of Fame? It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, he's one so, of the best international players. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I have no problem is, with that. Is, is Drazen Petrovic, is he in that? I would imagine. Uh, I don't one? think he played enough. I don't know, man, but he did a lot in Europe before he got here. And then when he got here, yeah. he was pretty special. I would yeah. be surprised. I'd be surprised if Petrovic's not in there. Uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. Um, no, he he's considered one of the 50 greatest EuroLeague players and one of the 50 uh, best uh, from FIBA, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. But to your point, BJ, it's the ba- it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, it says 2002 he was a posthumously enshrined into the yep. Naismith. Yeah. So well, he, he had to be. He was, yeah. he was like the... Uh, the bridge from Europe. Yeah. He was like the first, the stepping stone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, his career, his career highlights from Wikipedia awesome. don't even fit on my screen. They're so long. He was feared, yeah, he was man. Awesome. People didn't want to play yeah. him. No. 
Right. Uh, was he one of the uh, first international players to talk shit to Jordan? He was like, "Fuck him." Well, he go at him. He wasn't scared <laughs> yeah. of him. You're. I don't think there's a lot of fear in European athletes. No. Well, like, I don't think they don't fear other humans, other athletes. They're like, "I worked at this too." Type deal. You know what I mean? Well, and you said about Luca a couple of weeks ago is when Luca came over to the NBA. He was like, "Okay, th- this yeah, is that, easy." That, that's Doran. You keep talking about it getting more athletic. The Europeans, them. The Europeans, you keep talking about the Europeans getting more athletic. I don't think that's it. I think they're getting the attitude. Oh. I think, you know what I mean? I think they're getting that American attitude in basketball where it's like, yeah, we know how to do this. We're good. We can do yeah. what you do. Like it, w- once you get over the culture shock and being scared, because American basketball is pretty like verbally aggressive, physically aggressive. Right. And um, they might not have gotten that back then. Now they're getting it and they've been brought up through it. And these guys mm-hmm. are tested. They're mentally tough and it doesn't phase them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's street ball over in Europe. Like there is here. Well, um, I know, I know France and I believe Croatia has like, like a street ball type of, league and some americans go over there and play um i knew for a fact france does and it says pretty intense yeah i just i, I don't know if there's like a rucker park over there in, in paris where you know you well, go out there but, and you're just gonna get just destroyed uh, verbally that's part of basketball charm though is like anybody that can get a basketball can pretty much play basketball and you can make mm-hmm. it so yeah. and then like a side a side piece of the competition is kind of edgy talking like there's certain people that are going to talk shit no matter what you know what i mean like me so yeah, uh, I feel like it comes into everything. Yeah, shit talking. It's, it's this tournament and it, uh, it's a street ball tournament in France. It's called Quad Fifty Four. They say it's the best street ball tournament in the world, and it has individuals from all around the world that come and play three on three, five on five. It's called Quad Fifty Four. Let's go! I like to see Jason Williams playing that. Yo, that was yeah. Still, that would be dope. Have you seen the highlights of him playing recently? No, <laughs> he's still moving. He's I'm sure they're still shooting. Yeah, like shooting, passing. Yeah, Dude, man. I um I didn't get a chance to play with him, but it was um there. There's a church in downtown Orlando to where like a lot of the guys, NBA guys, would go and they'll play. And one of my friends said that Jason Williams was there, and they said literally he was telling people, "I'm not gonna score inside of the three point line. All my shots gonna be at three point behind three point line." And they said he was just stroking it, like no problem, like like free throws. He was just like hitting it, and everybody was like going oh, crazy. There's something to be said for supreme confidence, and that's one of the guys that has it. Yeah. And then there's also irrational confidence, in like J.R. Smith, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that is <laughs> some entertaining. Guy. What up? That is some Kitty entertaining guy. shit, though. That <laughs> the irrational <laughs> confidence is entertaining in every. As long as you're not on the team, it's super entertaining. <laughs> it's the Henny God, baby. <laughs> Again, anything they piss LeBron James off, I'm I'm all for. Like that clip, that clip of Chad Johnson trying to block Ray Lewis. Like that's irrational confidence. I loved it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Susie comes off the sideline. Trainer goes, "You're not supposed to go in there and hit those big guys." He wasn't looking. I thought I could get him when he wasn't looking. No, you can't get Ray when he isn't looking. Hey, that that's the only reason why Heinz Ward would get blocks is he would hit the guys when, when they weren't looking. Heinz Ward's a different monster. Heinz Ward's built like a fire hydrant. Chad Johnson's built like me in high school. 180, 90 pounds. Like, that's it. Yeah, he's very sweet. Sleep. Heinz Ward's like a little, yeah. No. Heinz Ward can play linebacker, man. Yeah. The way that he's built. He's stout. He could be like some of the Leesburg High you know, quarterbacks, play quarterback and linebacker at the same time. Mm. You know, oh, you mentioned in that group chat when we were talking about players from Leesburg High School. You said something about mm-hmm. Sean Cunningham. I played catch with him with a gym at the LSCC, and uh, my hands were bright red after yeah. we were done. Dude had talent. He well, just was never red. allowed to showcase it. Every time mm-hmm. I caught that ball, my hands were going pop, pop. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I hope he gets tired soon. 
because <laughs> you can't back out of that. You can't right. like you can't say, "Oh no, my hands hurt." That's not something you can say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so, um, because I know that group chat was saying, but outside of Sean Cunningham, I, I know some some people were, were mentioning uh, a guy by the name of Steve Gooden, uh, who played with um, Oren Singleton in in Leesburg in the early '90s. I never saw the guy play, but apparently they were like, he was their version of Charlie Ward for what I was told. But I, I never saw the guy play. But outside of those individuals, like like I saw uh, Sean Cunningham play. I never seen the Steve Gooden. But is there anyone else you can name? Even in quarterbacks Lake, from Lake County? All of Lake County and Sumter County, too. I mean, there's just yeah. not quarterbacks that were allowed to showcase their talents. And there still are. Yeah. The count, right. Both counties are just like piles of wasted talent. Yeah. Piles oh, yeah. of cap potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I say like the, in Lake County, the only quarterback Quarterbacks I remember um, were the Talmadge brothers who played for Tavares, and I think one of them ended up getting a scholarship going to like Central Central Michigan or Central something. But outside of that, I don't remember seeing any quarterbacks in high school from Lake County that that were pretty solid. Yeah, and, and BJ, you hit it right. It's untapped potential. Because if you yep. take these guys, obviously they're talented enough to play the game, but if you give them actual coaching and allow them to showcase their skills on the field, then where could they be today? And you know, not you, you know, professionally, but where could they be in where could they be in life with yeah. a college degree that that could have afforded them? Well, a lot mm-hmm. of it is the kids that do get out. Like Danny Trevathan made it out of Leesburg. Yep. He did yeah. quite quite well for himself. He's been fun to watch yeah. in the league. But like there's other kids that have gotten out. I'm not going to mention their names, but then their families and friends reach into their lives and like, hey, why don't you sell these drugs on campus for me while you're up there? Make yourself some money. And it's mm. like, you know, the friends and family got to realize like you got to leave these people alone. You can call them. You can talk to them. But your two lifestyles have to be separate. Yes. Uh, all you're doing is hurting them. You know, the kid needs money instead of having them sell it. How about you just send them the damn money? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, there was a specific yeah. case that I'm talking about that really sucked. Understandable. I know. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. But but you hit it right on the nail. It's but it also has to do with that community. It's like it's like that community that that community raising. There's no uh, backing. Student. Right. No backing. Exactly. It's 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 no backing. And that's why like uh, I told the story about uh you know Leesburg High School basketball and, and Tavares High School basketball. Right. Leesburg. And Tavares, these were always crushed Tavares because the the amount of talent was would overwhelm Tavares. However, their coach sent like let's say uh, a team of uh, twelve. He he would at least send six with with athletic scholarships, whether it's D one, D three, or community college. They had scholarships compared to Leesburg, where maybe one or two. Yeah, it's tough know. to hear. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough to hear. Even you know South Lake, even Wildwood. You know Wildwood has been able to send individuals to colleges. I mean, I'm talking about back then when I played. Now I'm starting to see a lot more kids, you know, getting scholarships, things of that nature. A lot has to do with the new type of coaching, the new coaches that's coming in, getting rid of that old mentality. Like, like, look, I can just, if we're not talking about quarterbacks, we're just talking about players. Like, I don't know why Weeper didn't get a scholarship somewhere. Somewhere. Not Division right. One necessarily, but he could have gone Division Two and been to college for football. Absolutely. Brad Lee from Wildwood. Yeah, Brad, Brad Lee. Lee could have played somewhere doing something. Yeah. Maybe not Division One, but out of out of the Central Florida area playing college ball somewhere. Zoe. Yeah. They say Zoe's one of the most instinctive linebackers anybody's seen come through here. So, like, one of the things that oh, I think God. would be cool for this area is, like, a serious, like, boys and girls club. And by that, I mean a place for high school athletes, and I mean only high school athletes, mm-hmm. can come to study and work out and work on their individual sport. Mm-hmm. And people say, yeah, the boys and girls club. I don't want... All the now, other people. In I don't there. think the Boys and Girls Club is made for that. 
I think it's a place for for kids to go and have a support system outside of school. It's not going to lead them to college and beyond. And there's a difference. Yes, you're right. So these these guys, they may never play in the NFL and who cares? I actually had a father um, over this past weekend to come to me. He's like, okay, my son's in all these different sports. And I'm concerned. I'm like, why are you concerned? He's like, well, I don't know if he's going to be good enough to be professional. So what are we doing? I was like, well, first of all, your son's in fourth grade. Calm down. And <laughs> second of all, you want him to be in all these sports because you want him to get all the life skills that, that it affords him. It, it gives him all that the teamwork, the camaraderie you know, and life skills. And on top of that, he may be good enough to go to you know, the NFL or the NBA, he may not even be good enough to play at a prestigious D1 school. But if he if he's in the sport long enough to get an athletic scholarship somewhere that takes the burden off you and it opens so many more doors for them going forward. And that's what bothers me about these coaches. They just want to win now. They don't care about getting these players successful moving on. The players don't matter. It's just the wins and how much money can I make in my pocket on your exploited labor. Uh Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And and also too, when I when I think of Lake County and I think of all of the high schools and all of the players that we can name off the bat, and then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this player, yeah, he was good. What is he doing now? And a lot of them we know who we know who they are, and you're like, damn. I don't want to have those damn. conversations. It's depressing. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. It's it's definitely sad. Because I mean, I mean, some of these guys might not have been the best students, but a lot of them didn't have any push either. You know what I mean? They didn't have any backing. And it's just a fact of the matter. Kids that are trying to go through this need some kind of backing, whether it be a coach that steps up, a parent that steps up, a family, somebody. They need somebody to help them. Somebody take the burden off them so they can focus on honing their craft. And that that starts early. That starts well before high school. You need to have teachers that actually care about these students and care about progressing them. And also, you need a school system that thinks you know what there's more than one way to teach this the lecture uh, uh, style no this you're, you're using common sense well you're, that, you're, trying, to, went, you're, trying, you're trying to end the show again <laughs> this is twice tonight trying to end the show we, we, we ended the show before we even started that so this week so. <laughs> every time we use common sense we know it's not going to get done or uh, yeah you know it's just i don't know if it's not money related it ain't happening adam you know that Oh, I know. Because, you know, God, gosh darn that, that socialism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just hope those people that scream about socialism don't call the fire department when their house catches fire. I know. <laughs> don't call. You put it out since you're so independent. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll, they'll call the fire department. I just want the fire department to charge them afterwards. Hell Because yeah. that's capitalism. Per yeah. gallon. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I like right there. We put out fires for money. Well, we don't have the money. We ain't got no water. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you got to burn the house down. I guess you need to figure it out quick. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. It's a sign here that you're you're gonna pay us, sir. Your garage is burning. What do you say? <laughs> okay, sir. Okay, here, 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 get up. Yes. It just gets more expensive by the minute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh. But yeah, Dorian, to your point, I mean, the, these guys, they, again, they, they may not play you know, in the NFL, but they need the opportunity at an early age to move on, to have a coach that actually cares. Well, and it, it's also like it'll teach them to get yelled at. It'll teach them to work in a team setting. Yes. So even mm-hmm. if they don't make it all the way to the pros, they will have gained something from it if they're paying attention. I can't tell you how many people that I know we grew up with or that are still in that city that we grew up with that cannot handle handle when they get yelled at by customers or by by supervisors when they do something wrong they can't handle being yelled at now there are other ways to to get your point across but when they get yelled at they completely break down and they don't know what to do and so they just 
start screaming and yelling back and bad things happen from that. No, the first thing you should do is just tell them to relax. Yes, because that always works. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> relax, calm down. <laughs> you shouldn't talk to people like that. Exactly. And like you said, Kay, like being part of a team, it teaches you a lot. Like, for example, like one of my favorite coaches was Coach Reddick Williams, right? Football coach, right? He coached one basketball and teachers. <laughs> Dude, like the thing, the thing that I respect about him is like he didn't sugarcoat anything, as you guys may already know. And I never forget one time we were playing in a basketball game and we weren't playing to our potential. He called a timeout. He put us in the huddle. He said, I'm gonna tell you this one motherfucking time. He says, If you guys will stop pussyfooting around and win this motherfucking game, I'm gonna run the fuck out of you. Do you understand me? Like, I'm gonna run you till your asshole falls. Do you understand? <laughs> we were like, Yes, sir. And that and it motivated us though. Okay, all right, we gotta get this shit done or else we're gonna be puking our esophagus and everything inside of us out but but like i think about that and i actually i thanked him like when i talked to him i said coach i said i, I appreciate you like firing our ass he said you know me anything i gotta do to win but, it, <laughs> but still it's just you know like that toughness being able to have that tough skin not everybody's gonna come and sugarcoat shit to you they're gonna tell you like it is we know that you have the potential fucking do it or else you know what i mean so well and I, that I was what, what i was trying to get across to those father over the weekend was especially in football football is the ultimate team game because mm-hmm. if one position fails the entire team is is flat you know in basketball you can get away with you know having somebody who doesn't play defense help la does it all the time but in football mm-hmm. if one guy is out of position if one guy isn't trying his hardest he will be taken advantage of and the entire team goes down so you need to learn that that teamwork and that that team energy of and i am some part of something bigger than me and i need to always give it my all because if i don't i'm going to be leaking out my asshole from running eight thousand laps out here while we're talking about all this team stuff i think we have to talk about kwame brown's discussion about gilbert arenas and uh matt barnes (laughs) holy crap if you guys have not seen that video please take a chance to watch that video man um i i can't tell you what he said dorian's on you Well, I'll, for, for our listeners out there, he uh, pretty much um, was calling out Gilbert Arenas, Captain Jack, Stephen Jackson, and Becky with the good hair, which is mm. Matt Barnes. Mm. She, um, she chose. She yeah, chose. She chose. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And then on top of that, you know, allegedly there's individuals who like, you know, purchasing women or purchasing things for women. Gates. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, 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 no. It was purchasing women and then handbags for himself. So, oh, okay, right. Exactly. So, so, um, and then he pretty much was calling Gilbert Arenas um, an Uncle Tom. Uh, Steven. Yeah. Steven. Call him Steven. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Yeah, call him Steve, right. I said that. He was calling him a Steven. So, um, I'm not going to lie. It was quite entertaining. I, I never see, uh, I never saw Kwame so candid. He seemed very relaxed. I don't know if he was, was uh, taking a puff off, but it... He was ready to slap the shit out of somebody. That's why he was relaxed. He was right. calm as fuck. If Gilbert, <laughs> he'd have slapped the shit out of whoever walked in that door. Anyone in <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and Kwame, Kwame is a good example of what we were just talking about. No one ever criticized him through high school. He was always a big man on campus. He gets drafted and Mike tore into him. Well, that's not any average ass chewing, though. This is true. First of all, the kid probably loved him growing up. Absolutely loved him. And then to get there and be told what kind of piece of shit you are and you're dragging my franchise down, like... (laughs) It probably took him 20 years to recover from that. Do you think his... uh, Do you think him getting yelled at was worse than Dwight with Kobe? Yes, because Dwight had established himself in the league and Kwame was a baby dealing with the real basketball Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, this is a man who was so intense when he was describing how he led a team. He started crying and said, if you don't want to play that way, you don't have to, but you can't play with me. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine his talk. Oh, man. Well, yeah. and, and BJ, you're right. I mean, you think about it. Just three years before Kwame Brown was drafted, he was watching Mike hit the game when he shot against Utah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then he's got to deal with old, angry Mike because now his abilities are leaving him. Now Mike's angry. Kwame just came in. Kwame is supposed to be a savior. And how are you going to be the savior when the savior's on the court? Yeah. Exactly. And when you're 18 years old and you really haven't gone through any kind of criticism, well, and you're, you're going from zero to uh, 800 quickly this is why one of the reasons Kwame is an example of why I'm, I'm all for forcing kids to play something other than NBA they should not be in the league at 18 mm-hmm. some are not mentally capable of handling it yet and some no. could get into put in a situation like that that hurts man like what if Michael Jordan was the reason Kwame's playing basketball and then he gets there and gets his heart torn out by him like every day yeah like that could really mess him up mentally I thought so, I read like, something to where Mike was tearing into Kwame so bad where I think Jerry Stackhouse had to step in with like yo like or, or something I, I read a story about uh the reason why Mike know. and Jerry Stackhouse had issues because like Jerry Stackhouse like had had enough of him like pretty much going after Kwame he was just like yo man like all right he get it like calm down watch what you say about stack oh yeah let it, stack don't throw let them get, hands don't let it get back to stack oh no I ain't saying no shit about stack mm-hmm. I actually like stack especially when he was in North Carolina he was, he was the baller but um but yeah Stack's one of those guys that where if you talk about him, he's going to confront you. And there are stories about him confronting you. Like, yeah, what you said on the court? Yeah. Tomorrow will be Jerry Stackhouse will see in Orlando this morning. Like, what? <laughs> Is that, huh? Yeah, uh, I'm going to see uh, these guys from the Sandlot Sports, whoever they are. Yeah. I got these guys. No, these one guys. guys. One guy. One guy. <laughs> this guy stands silent. One guy. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We're in this together, homies. We no, 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 no. When you, when you do stupid shit, you're <laughs> on your own. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, the, the saying is that don't write checks your asses can't catch. It's your ass, not asses. <laughs> No, we in this together. <laughs> oh my god! Well, BJ, BJ, you noticed something when you were talking shit. Dorian was talking about somebody oh, yeah. going after you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I didn't say anything wrong. I'm just repeating what I read. Was they said that will get in your ass if you talk about it. I'm not talking about got, it at all. You just gotta watch how you say his name. Respect should always be on his name. The Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> the Jerry Stackhouse. The Jerry Stackhouse. Who yes needs to be a coach. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. not. He's not coaching right now. I thought he was. Coaching. Go to. Go to the basket or I'll punch you in the fucking mouth. <laughs> no, I think he was up for a couple of jobs and he he didn't get it. Oh, man. Yeah. Let, me, let me double check that. But yeah, I, I, I remember him, his name coming up with some of the, the latest um, openings. Yeah, because I thought he, he was a candidate for the Vanderbilt coaching job. Oh, he did get it. I'm sorry. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Who's he coaching for? Vanderbilt. Good for Vanderbilt. him. That's it, awesome. In April 5th of 2019, Stackhouse was in the head coaching of the Vanderbilt uh, Commodores on a six-year contract. That's I awesome. like it. I bet you the practices are very focused and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Could you, I'm, uh, <laughs> Oakley was coaching one of the big three teams when that was going on. Could you imagine playing for Oakley? Yes, sir. Did you get to a fight with somebody or something? I thought – I thought of Steven Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are just yeah. some people that don't matter how old they are. You just don't try them. Well, Steven Jackson is the reason why the NBA can't have nice things. Him and Ron Artest. Yeah. That was fun to watch, though. I remember <laughs> I was just sitting there going, what the hell is happening? Well, and again, going back to your point, there are some people you just don't mess with. You know, yeah. you, you don't talk shit to Oakley. You don't throw beer at, our, at Artest. Well, apparently you don't foul Ben Wallace because that's what started it all. Well, and if, yeah. if you remember right, and, you know, the, the foul – Wallace was hard. Wallace pushed him, and everyone had kind of calmed down. Our mm-hmm. test was was sitting on the scores table. Everyone was kind of going to their you know their, their fake NBA fight, and then someone threw a beer on him, and he just leave lost it, his mind. Leave it to the lovely oh, oh, citizens oh, of Detroit. Hold me back. <laughs> 
fights in the fake NBA fight. Hold me back. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what they are. And again, it, everything was kind of calm. You know, yes, emotions were high, but everything was calm. And then they threw a, they wasted a beer on Ron Artest. Speaking of, um, uh, you know, fake fights, right? So one year I was playing AAU, I think I was like 11. And it was this kid, this kid was like 6'2", tall, lanky kid, right? And, and he followed me. So I caught myself talking shit to him. So I was like, you can't stop me, boy. So he was like, all right, keep talking shit. So I'm talking my stuff and I'm high-fiving my guys and stuff. Here shit happened, right? So after the game, we like, you know, you know how you go in the line, you kind of like, you know, say good game. Did you pull with Chris Paul and have a gun in the parking lot? Nah, it was that bad. But I, we were walking to get to the bus. He found us he was like talk that shit now and when i told you i turned red i'm like oh shit i'm about to die this kid literally this kid was like 11 it was like 6'2 i thought this dude was gonna beat the hell out of me this kid was big but then his coach was like get over here his coach grabbed him but he was looking for me ever since then kept the fucking mouth shit you know what ain't even worth it bro just but, ball and, and get off the court and that goes back to what we said earlier is we need coaches that actually care about their players Absolutely. because the coaches that are just there to win probably wouldn't even been out there with them probably would have been on the bus going hey you know where where's doofus oh he's getting yeah. in a fight again okay you know and that coach cared about his player now whether or not well, he had a career after that's a whole different conversation i, I hope he's that. cared enough to, to stop badness from happening i hope he took yeah. the kid aside and was like look if if you want to stop him the time to stop him on the court if you can't yeah. stop him there then you just got what you deserve i mean that kid he when he came out to me he was like you know i have nothing to lose I, i'm not gonna lie, i was scared shit because he was big like what i was like maybe five two maybe <laughs> and this kid was like like he was legit six mm. foot he was the tallest kid there so we're, we're getting under his skin and he was like all right keep talking shit I'm like, you ain't gonna do nothing. He met me in the parking lot. And his gonna do something. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I said, man, let me shut up, man. That, that's not even my game. So. No, no, we don't need to do that. We don't need yeah. to do that, guys. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've ever, I don't think I've ever pushed it that far. I say stupid stuff on the basketball court. I just, you know, I'll aggravate you, but I try to keep it funny. I don't think I've but ever. You do talk a lot of shit on the court, though. I BJ just tries to be ham from Sandlot. No, that's, that's really understandable. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I'm starting to look like him, too. <laughs> got on the scale said 212 i was like what Jeez. that's what i remember i remember bj would just be constantly talking couldn't play either <laughs> couldn't play now, hey, you know what speaking of not what? playing baffert's not playing in the horses anymore what's that not where we can see him anyway <laughs> okay I, I have to admit i'm 12 and when i saw the thing on the ticker that Bob Baffert can't enter horses anymore. <laughs> I mean, they all hang out up there in Kentucky. I'm sure you have to specify. <laughs> I only make fun of the places I don't want to go anyways. <laughs> Alabama, you're up next. <laughs> and and the, the, you... best co- the best comment I've heard of that was, was somebody saying, so that's how the stories got in the, ho- in the horse. Mm. Mm. Mouth. <laughs> he probably does he probably does the artificial insemination like by hand <laughs> hey, give us some gloves no no damn the gloves <laughs> i'm a man i'm a man i need to feel the heat roll the sleeves Shoot, he probably goes there with his shirt off. <laughs> like Putin. Yeah. Like Putin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, 
we've seen Muschamp ride sharks shirtless, so why not? Ah, uh, yeah, but Must Muschamp wasn't about to go forearm deep in a, in a horse <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> you ever been just outside of Gainesville? Yes, there's nothing there except for people forearm deep in horses. <laughs> hey, we've got listeners in Gainesville, so they know what happens when they go outside the city limits. Talk about Riddick, Florida. Between Gainesville and Ocala, that's about the cityest it gets. You go west of Gainesville, east of Gainesville, north of Gainesville, and you better get get. <laughs> you, get you get gas in Gainesville, and you'll stop to Jacksonville or Orlando. I remember we went on a road trip one time, coming back, and we'd gone through Gainesville, and we were about halfway to Ocala, and my my son was like, "I've got to get out. I've got to go to the bathroom." I'm like, "You want to make this quick? <laughs> yeah, quick." Jeez. I remember the first time I went through I went through Stark, and I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> Scary, bro. My, my mom told me we moved down here. If you want to go deeper into the south, you have to go north in Florida. Yeah, Florida south yeah. of the south. One of the scariest places I've ever been to in Florida was a place called Chiefland. <laughs> I just looked that up the other day. It's like a dot in the middle of all this green on a map. Dude, I- I'm talking about like it's these hills have eyes. We went to do you know where Mariana is? Mm-hmm. Just south of Alabama north of Tallahassee. We yeah, went up there with the Boy Scouts and we had Prentice Fields with us. And I don't know if you know, remember my dad, like when he's been outside in the summer, dad looks dark. He's Native yeah. American. So he looks dark. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, funny joke or funny story. My brothers, when they got a little older, probably like seven or eight, they finally took a look at mom and mom and dad's wedding picture. And Adam was like, you got to remember, he's a little kid. He goes, mom, when did you marry a black guy? <laughs> but it was my dad in 1980s film. So that's, that's what happened. So anyways, dad and Prentice, we were, we didn't do our shopping. We were a little late getting out of town. We usually shop before we left for town. Then went to where we were camping. Yada, yada. We were going to Florida caverns. We didn't shop before we left. So we were shopping. when We got to Mariana. We got this little store, Prentice and dad get out of the car. And I don't know how they got ahead of us, but the rest of us are kind of lagging back behind them. Mm-hmm. And there's two guys. It was just like out of a movie, two guys in rocking chairs on the front porch of the store looking at Prentice and, and dad like a side of beef and we're like uh, my mom's like we're getting out of here so we left yeah. and we went to a Walmart which wasn't much better it was just corporate yeah. so we felt yeah, safer yeah. Um, there were cameras I, there I'll tell you one thing if you are going to the Florida caverns there's no goddamn reason to go up there not one not yeah, unless she's fine she better be fine that's the only other reason but if you go up there and she's fine she probably belonged to her cousin so I you mean, gotta steal her back yeah. <laughs> steal her back just trade yeah, her for that whole else. area bro they just they just mark her as trained if that's the case hey do they pay for him with Venmo I thought from what it looks like they pay for it with teeth <laughs> I'm going to get shot. <laughs> At least you know what's coming. Yeah, I know. I won't be surprised. So, uh, so BJ, so we'll, we'll get off the topic of you getting shot. You posted something the other day about um, the playoffs. It may have been today. Who, what playoff is harder and what playoff is more exciting? NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or NHL? Oh, the one and done. You're ne- anything that's one and done, there's so much more in that game than there is in a seven-game series. I'm sorry. Seven-game series, the only point of it is to sell tickets, rev- ad revenue, TV stuff. One and done is, is the king. Yeah, but what's interesting is, like, with the NHL, there are more upsets in a seven-game series in the NHL than a one and done in the NFL. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. You can feel the you can feel the tension. Just with the NHL, if you have a goalie that gets hot. Yeah, this is true. The tension. You be like, Matt Hasselbeck, yeah, you know, you, 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 the tension and Sometimes just the sheer stupidity of like saying, we want the ball, we're going to score, and then you throw it a, a pick six. Matt Hasselback, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it was Al Harris that caught that and took it to I the house. think you're right. Mm. <laughs> Some things really get jammed in your head. When you yeah. laugh so hard, 
I remember, <laughs> you don't understand. I had nothing invested in that game, but he said that. And it was like the most corny, like white guy thing you could ever say at that exact moment. <laughs> we're going to get the ball and we're going to score. <laughs> and then to throw a pick. The pick was so bad too, because Al Harris jumped the route so hard. He was two steps in front of the receiver when he caught the ball. Like, I just remember laughing so hard. Like, what an idiot. You're an idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, looking like Marcus Lattimore missing the tackle in Minnesota. That's sad. That's sad. That's sad. I can imagine being Lattimore in that situation and just watching Diggs take off. Dang. Once you miss that tackle, you're not catching Diggs. No, no. All he had to do was stay behind him. And the game is over. No, he said no. You think – you think Drew Brees probably sit back and be like, that was my, that was the closest. I was, like, I was about to say, you. I was about to say, as a, as a younger guy, he's got to be, as a younger guy, he's got to understand he cost Brees probably his last best shot. Oh, yeah. Well, was that the year before or the year after? That? That's not, uh-huh. I hate that. We're getting into an ESPN thing. That's not fair to put that on Lattimore. There was a hundred things during that game the Saints could have done differently to not leave it in Stefan Diggs' hands. No, I, that's I, true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate doing that. He's just the he's just the last thing that's stuck on the screen. You know what I mean? Like first True. of all, it was a hell of a catch by Stefan Diggs. And it was one of the probably the last time Kirk Cousins had any balls to throw an actual That wasn't Cousins. That wasn't Cousins. No, it wasn't Cousins. That was Keenum. Yeah, Keenum. Oh my God. <laughs> it's <Man>. even worse. <laughs> it's even worse. Well, all right, it might be Marshawn Lattimore's fault now. <laughs> it's like Case Keenum beat you. I'd like to re- I'd like to retract the last minute of my my uh, <laughs> Words like, you like that it's so easy to throw kirk cousins under the bus like it feels natural well pj just went mediocre white quarterback played in minnesota it's got to be cousins yeah yeah, yeah. Either that or the one, of, one of the mcnown brothers who's probably still playing football somewhere now with this with with the with the dig sketch was that the year before the saints lost to the rams when they shouldn't have or was that the year after yeah i'm not positive it was the year, it was the year before so it, it, year before. if if you're breeze and you go through that and then you go through the the shit that was that that st louis game do you just go fuck it i'm no i'm done with this if they're gonna still write checks to me and and if practice doesn't bother me i'm showing up fair enough they can send me home (laughs) that sounds like work right now if it doesn't bother me bother me enough i'll go in there send me home you don't want me oh i like it um how you think breeze transition from you know field to television is going to be oh he he's very engaging i've heard a couple of interviews that he's done he's very very engaging he knows the sport i don't think he'll be romo right out of the gate but i think eventually he'll be at, at that level i don't like hokey i don't like hokey heavily christian white guys so rivers is out uh, I, I don't like yeah like isn't he mormon if not he's doing mormon shit <laughs> No, I think he's Baptist or something. He talked about it. Oh, he's doing Baptist shit too. <laughs> Southern Baptist. Why do I have the song from Monty Python stuck in my head now? <laughs> Unfortunately, Adam, I don't think many people are going to get that reference as we'd like. Every sperm is sacred. <laughs> it depends on where you are. Some places it's just a snack. <laughs> OBT (laughs) porn stars and now hooker locations. Jesus, shut up, man. Hey, hey, I I will say this that's why that's why your football team got all that Jesus this year. You need some help. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say this. One of us on this panel has worked on the corner of OBT. I never have. I haven't either. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when I first moved down to Orlando, I used to work on the corner of OBT and Holden. Now, I wasn't like, on the corner, on the corner. But yeah, I was in the ghetto. <laughs> you were tricking. You Dude, were tricking. AK was slanging them things. Tricking. Man. Or slanging hey. the thing. You're I had to be able to college somehow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bro. How many times have that you how, how many times have you heard what that mouth do? <laughs> I think that Yo. was little, little Duvall who said that. That shit was hilarious when he said I died like <laughs> Yo, that place at night. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, we would get out sometimes at like 10 o'clock at night and you would run to your car. Yeah. Man, Girls be like, you walk me out, like, no, I gotta be focused. <laughs> 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 I can't have you distracted me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dorian. When I when I moved down here, I yeah, I worked in the ghetto. You worked on the yeah. stroll. That's what you worked on. Stroll there. It's a stroll. Damn man, man. Man, that's an I'm interesting. St- that's an interesting stretch of road down there, boy. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you can go by there about eleven o'clock at night, just looking around, like, God damn. <laughs> well, it, what's really funny is <laughs> later on in life, um, I got a job out there uh, by the Florida Mall, and I would go by that same area. Track keep calling you back. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> But I would go in the morning and you would see people, they'd be down going down OBT and the speed limit's 45 and they're going like 20 or they would go like, they'd go 45 in between the, the blocks and then they'd come to the cross street, go 20, look down, look, speed up. Look, anybody, anybody picking a whore up at five o'clock in the morning is a disgusting, disgusting piece of shit. He's like, <laughs> you not get what I'm saying? Cool, man, I get work. You not get what I'm saying? You want to slam pickings? You, you want to pick her up when she's full? <laughs> oh, you'll see. So. <laughs> oh man, you're not gonna leave it, me out here. You might as well say it. We can always erase it. No, nah, I'm just saying. Hey, some people in that type of stuff, man. Hey, Adam, that's how you set them up to say the bad stuff. Oh, I'm not saying. No, you got to get me. <laughs> you're not gonna archive on my dime. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, tell no, him, no. Tell, tell them I'll erase it later, and then just don't. <laughs> it'll be a surprise we listen and, to it later and then we'll then we'll see if he's actually listening to the podcast <laughs> no, we'll get, a, no. get a text oh, friday. Oh, no. we'll get a text oh, friday no. says, why you make me sound like an asshole <laughs> no we'll get a text from his wife who see if she's listening to the podcast I'm, i don't want to meet her see. that way i don't want to meet her that way we gotta we gotta figure out a way to meet her a different way not that way <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie. She, if she did hear the podcast, anything I said bad, it's I'm just gonna blame it on bad influence. I'm trying not to get punished. I don't want to on the floor of the couch. I know. <laughs> I don't got. A, I don't got a place for Dorian to sleep right now. So he's got stuck where he is. Camp out in my garage. If you... <laughs> Does she have those laser Superman eyes? When you say something stupid, you can feel them burning through your head. Man, my yep. wife don't play. Man, she would just slap me in the back of the head, bro. Like real shit. Like, well, like, come on. Like, I have. She punches and shit. Let's be honest. Like. When you walk up behind a bald guy, aren't you kind of like, eh, I want to slap on the back of his head a little bit? No, that so, gets you too. It's all not. You never thought, <laughs> you, know, just, you don't like put it into action, but you just kind of like, it'd make a great sound. <laughs> just a little. Especially me being bald. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> Wet your hand a little bit. Dip your hand in the water a little bit. Slap some grease on. <laughs> There's so, science behind that dishwater hand. I've, I've seen a video on it. There's science behind it. It fills in all the cracks in your hand and it's like a, a nice even flat surface for you to get the pop on them so damn, the di- man. 
BJ, what you doing, Pippin? <laughs> uh, nobody. That's how little mousy BJ got punished when he was younger. Oh, if, if if I if my grandmother mom was doing dishes and I was talking shit, I might catch the dishwater hand, and I could never figure out why a wet hand hurt more than a dry hand. <laughs> what did five fingers say to the face? They were nope, ne- never. <laughs> the one time I got hit in the face by accident, my mom. I was being mouthy. I remember being mouthy, and she. What you're being mouthy? I'm fucking, shocked. Fucking shocker. So <laughs> she goes to tap me on the shoulder, and I ducked and turned around, and she popped my lip and split my lip on the way to the dock. And I don't know if you know this when you're kids, but that's when the whole child abuse thing was like yeah. huge. So she's like, "You don't tell him. You don't tell him about this. You're gonna get me a drug." So she's mom said I got all the way through the whole doctor's appointment. We're walking out the door. I turned around and said, Look, look what mom did to me. And my doctor goes, You probably deserved it. (laughs) 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 Oh Oh, man. That back. So we're we're definitely not on my team. No. We're we're finishing up. Um, so who does everyone have come in one of the NBA? Who are we rooting for? Who do we have? Who do you have? Oh, that's not that's not the good answer. Because who I'm rooting for is not going to make it. No, I, who who you're rooting for is not going to make it out of the first round. No, I want them to, but the Knicks just aren't. I like the hustle, like the heart. Who do I have? The Nets look like the dream team. They're playing street ball. They're playing basketball. They're doing it all. Um, they're healthy and comparatively speaking. So I'm going to have to say the Nets as much as I don't want to say it. I want to say Giannis. I want to say Giannis is going to take this personally and go full Thanos and just like take over the playoffs. But the Nets got a lot on that roster that's tough to deal with. I mean. Blake Griffin's like the fourth best player on the team. And that's what he needs to be right now. I know, but think about it. Fucking Blake Griffin's the fourth best guy on a team. He's still better than a lot of power forwards in this league, even nicked up and older. Um, So, geez, man, I I don't see the Nets being being, uh, beat. How about you, Dorian? Um, yeah, I mean, who I would like to see win is Milwaukee. Um, but who I think is who, who's going to win? Um, if LeBron is ninety percent, I, I say the Lakers, man. Ninety percent. I say if he's if he's ninety percent, I say the Lakers because I'm thinking, okay, the Nets, you're going to have to. Okay, well, first off. LeBron is going to have to guard KD, right? So that's going to tire him out. But again, what answer are they going to have for for AD? I mean, you got uh, Jordan, you got DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I mean, he can. Well, I can say this: the Nets could throw bodies at AD, but man, it's I'm going Lakers. I think they're, they're gonna they're gonna miss Jared Allen a lot. I don't like the I liked him. I don't like the fact they traded him away or let him go yeah, or whatever. I didn't All right, so you got the Lakers, Adam. What are you thinking? I, I'm with you guys. I want Giannis to do it. I I want him to to just kind of, I don't want to say man up, but I can't think of a better term because it's late. Hulk out. Yeah, there you go. Thanos. Hulk smash. Um, but I, I I don't see the Lakers going through the gauntlet. I think being in the seventh seed is actually gonna gonna catch up to them. I love that they're in the playing tournament. Michael Jordan would never be in this fucking playing tournament. No, no. never, <laughs> never, never. He would kill one of his children to be the fourth seed to avoid this. <laughs> oh, you can sacrifice Jeffrey. Who cares? Yeah, they can't, they can't play anyways. <laughs> I know he came to UCF and that didn't work out. Both of them did, right? Then both of them. Yep. There's some hangers on that got a lot of free shit for that. A lot of Klingons. A lot of Klingons got free trips, free food, just for hanging out with the Jordan guys. Free Jordans. Matter of fact, I think one of the sons, he's opening a, a, a shoe store in Orlando. He's trying to. Marcus I, ho- I, I hope they find their own thing. They had the unfortunate, unfortunate. They got a great life. 
life out of it. But man, to try to follow in your father's footsteps and your father's like one of those generational people. I, I've seen it where sons of professional athletes, they, it goes one of a couple of ways. But if the, if the athlete is really good, the son never lives up to the hype. If the athlete is kind of like mediocre or just kind of average, he the son is normally great. I mean, Michael, the, Michael Thompson and Clay Thompson, for example. Del Curry. Del Curry. Yeah. Oh, and then you have uh, Patrick, Manning, Patrick, Manning. Patrick Ewing Jr. who didn't do so well. The Jordan boys who didn't do so well. Yeah, Danny Manning Jr. I think is, is going to have a career. What do you think of uh, the juniors? Yeah. But you see it like in, in football, Asante Samuel Jr. J.C. Horn. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got – look at Brian Jordan – and you got Cameron Jordan, mm-hmm. Calvin uh, Hill, Calvin Gray Hill. So a couple of them. I mean, Arch Manning, so and Peyton. Manning. Wait, you're telling me Cameron Jordan is the son of the running back Brian Jordan? No, no. Brian Jordan was a tight end for the Vikings. Uh, okay. um, he played with uh, okay. Warren Moon, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. He played with Warren Moon in the early. 90s. You know we're old as fuck, right? <laughs> I knew we oh. said our age. Right? My body sounds like Russ Christopher's in the morning. Trust me, I know I'm old. Shit. <laughs> I I feel like my. <laughs> back is like i don't know how to describe it it's being pulled to the middle of my spine like my back's so tight so old so sore it's fun though it's fun love being sore hey pain is weakness leaving the body if my ankles don't click when i stand up something's wrong something else is wrong (laughs) dude when it rains my fractured left ankle it still like tell me when it rains about the rain i don't think i don't think we're gonna have i don't think we have any appeal to the crowd under 32 right now like i don't think uh, they're like who the fuck are these guys well we're not gonna have any appeal to anyone under under 32 anyway because we're not yelling at each other we're not like throwing tables at each other and well i mean coming up with dumbass hot takes unless dorian's talking about the jaguars having a better record than the cowboys then we yell man look man and we already talked about this, and I already told you like everything I said. I went back on because Hot we have wings. a tight end. Hot okay. We have a quarterback. Okay, tight okay, end. okay. I, I'm gonna say this. We don't have time for this shit. Well, no, we may, we don't have time for this shit. But we might have to, we might have to renegotiate terms of the deal. Dory is still buying lunch. I don't know if we can find chicken wings anywhere. <laughs> Bullshit. Why do you say that? Well, have you all been to the store look look for chicken wings recently? There's a limit on how many wings you can buy. What kind of oh. communist shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you go to Aldi's, you can't buy more than two packs of wings. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I get my shit shipped, so. You know, Aldi's is a German company. Maybe they got a little fascism in them or something. Hey, <laughs> uh, all I know is you walk into Aldi's and the cashiers are, are allowed to sit. I love it. They should all be allowed to sit. Yes, but yeah, you yeah. go into you go into Sam's. There's a lemon on chicken just as a whole. Damn, we're screwed, man. That's probably that's probably because of the clientele of Sam's. Well, you know they're going out without masks, without shots, without vaccines. Well, maybe shots, but that's from their guns. But their body parts spilling over their waistline and whatnots. <laughs> so hey, wait, look, wait. it's tough. It's tough. Like something, there's just some things just are people and. Walmart and Sam's trips are always interesting. It, it, it makes you feel better about your own family. Yeah. Sometimes they look around and be like, how did they get married? <laughs> what? Who did they pay? That's a shotgun marriage. Somebody got knocked up and there's a gun pointed at him. That's how that happened. You laugh. <laughs> I know of a case of that actually happening. Hey, dude, we're from Lake County. I'm sure there's been more than one. We we're not shocked. We ain't shocked at all. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a perfect spot to end this show before it gets worse. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.